very good morning to you. Welcome in to today's programme on this Tuesday morning. We're with you right through until 12 midday. Let's go to Galway uh, Talks trending topics for today. And uh, Quiva joins me in studio today. Quiva Colleen. Uh, Quiva, good morning to you. Um, we're looking at a mouse pad that can be controlled with your tongue. What is this about, can I ask you? This is a very interesting one. So for a bit of context... This was unveiled at the Consumer Electronics Show in Las Vegas, which is one of the largest tech conferences in the world. So companies can go to them to get a bit of hype around their their product before it launches to the general public. And there were a lot of products present at this conference that would have focused on physical therapy, but this one stood out and it actually won even won best pitch at the conference. And... As you said, it's a mouse pad that you can control with your tongue. So it's developed by a company called Augumental. They're an American company. And the founder, uh, or the founder rather, Corbin Hallowell, decided to create this device with the co-founders of the company after he saw his friends and family who were paralyzed or dealing with a spinal cord injury struggle to find a device that worked for them. Now, there were devices available, but they were either too bulky or they just weren't portable. You couldn't bringing it outside of the house so he wanted to try and change that so they created a mouth pad which was created to be an assistive technology tool for um, anyone who is paralyzed or if you had an impairment with your hands like you had a reduced range of motion with your hands so to speak and i mean what happened? is it very small is it very big i mean could you choke on it or something i don't think you can choke on it but it is quite tiny at the same time it's about the size, it's a chip, first of all, and it's got a little trackpad on it. It looks like if you ever have had braces or know people with braces, it looks like a retainer. Yeah. And that fits onto your tongue by Bluetooth to your tablet or your phone or your computer. You could just use your tongue and just scroll and, and type and make calls and texts like you would with your fingers, essentially. It's supposed to replace what you'd use your hands. It's supposed to be a replacement for that. Mm. And... Apparently, the founder has answered whether you can use it while eating or drinking. It's not recommended to have while you're eating, but you can apparently have it with water or even your morning coffee. Um, the founder has admitted to that in an interview. He said, I just use it just fine while doing that, while doing my answering my morning emails, and it works perfectly fine. Um, so it seems to be safe in that regard. Like, although if you choke on it, I suppose it would be very bad news indeed. But they've been testing and developing this device for about two years now. So they've had plenty of, of time to test it out on different people, not just the intended target market, but on a wider range of people as well. The founder also mentioned in an article that one test was a mechanical engineering student who had been using Malpad on her computer and on her phone and she actually uses this uses it to solve uh, math equations wow which yeah it's it's interesting so it is and uh, you have a clip indeed from the uh, video explaining how it works yeah i have the promotional video which explains the tech with some users of the product who use it and it's interesting to note as well that Outside of the attended target market, a lot of very hands-on professions have expressed interest in using mouthpads, so surgeons, mechanics, even allegedly astronauts from the International Space Station 
which would make sense because obviously no gravity, so you can't be using your hands for things. So from that perspective, a device like Malpad would be very handy. But yeah, this is a clip from the promo video explaining how some users who have tested out the product have, have found it and the whole rationale behind it. It rests on the top of your mouth. So this essentially enables you to use your tongue in the same way you would use your finger to interact with a trackpad, control your cursor, uh, activate clicks, what have you, to control your computer. Like, oh my goodness, like this is how it should be. It's very seamless. It's very easy to use. It's very intuitive. Click on your phone and call someone would be like a game changer. I really want to get back into just being, uh, for lack of a better word, a human again. We believe not only can we, you know, assist with humans, but we can really change the way that we evolve with our technology. So it's not this question of, oh, I'm losing my humanity, but rather that I'm enhancing it. Interesting to see that uh, video, I have to say there. Um, now, Quiva Killeen, we're looking at um, the review of the new iPhone 15. Yeah, so it's been out for a couple months now. It launched last September, so it's been out for a good bit. So I decided to do a bit of a look into it and see, okay, well, what's the big deal? Is this different from any other iPhone? And from looking through it, I think the biggest change by far is the fact that the lightning connector, as they call it, so the special Apple charger, it's completely gone for this mm. model. And a lot of models, they're gone completely it's been replaced by a USB-C port and that change is actually linked to legislation that was passed in the EU a good few years ago now meaning that all electronic devices in the EU need to have a universal USB-C charger meaning regardless of what device you have it's the same charger for every port so you don't have to be worrying anymore if you ask someone for a charger and you have an iPhone and they have an Android charger that won't exist it's going to be the same charging port for every device whether it's Apple Android Samsung, what have you, it's it's going to be the same. So I think that's the handiest feature, to be honest. Um, looking through what Apple kind of had to say about the iPhone 15 and its Pro model, the control center as well seems to be renamed to Dynamic Island. So it's a multitasking feature, essentially. So if you're FaceTiming a friend, let's say, for example, and you have a timer on, if you have some, like your dinner's in the oven, you want to check, oh, how long do I have left on, on that? You can do both at the same time. Or if you're going out for a run or even just a walk and you want to check your heart rate or you want to change the song that you're listening to, Dynamic Island can let you do that. And Apple have kind of said, we want to add more basic apps in the future to Dynamic Island. So essentially it's a little multitasking feature. They've made the, the display much brighter. So if you're out walking on a sunny day, you can view it a lot easier. And... As well, they've added a feature in the camera, which I thought was pretty handy, where if you're taking a picture now of, say, your, your pet, let's say your dog or one of your family members, for example, Apple will now has now programmed it so it captures information when you take the photo. So if it's a little blurry or out of focus, you can change it afterwards in the camera app or you can turn it into a portrait shot, which is something that you couldn't have done before, which can be super handy if you use... Apple iPhones for photography or videoing or anything, which a lot of people do now. So I think from that perspective, it's really handy. Um, but they are, they're pricey though. They are quite pricey. Um, looking at the general model of the 15 and the Pro model, they do have a lot of storage to be fair. Probably the reason why they're so pricey. Uh, storage is starting at 128 gigabits, which 
for context, a couple of years ago, I know the last time I bought a phone, that would have been the highest you could get, let alone the low storage option. So it kind of shows how the iPhones are developing all the time. And the price, as expected, starts at around €979, Euros, which is... Oh. That's a lot for a phone, and that skyrockets up to 1359 if you're looking at 512 gigabytes of storage, so basically how much space you can have in it. Um, obviously, that is a lot more expensive than the original US market, but that's probably no surprise. Even when the iPhone X came out, people were joking, do you want a holiday to the States with your new iPhone? Because it'd actually be cheaper to fly to the States, get the iPhone there and come back than pay the all that money here. So... Yeah, it's it's pricey, but they're apparently offering up a lot of quality for their for their price, Keith. Now you have a clip there for us as well. I do. So a tech reviewer YouTuber who I think I've used him before, Marky Brownlee, he also did a three month review on the iPhone fifty on fifteen on his Pro model, and here's what he had to say about that. So clearly, you don't have to upgrade your phone every year or every two years or very often at all. Uh, but the more I use this phone, the fifteen Pro, the more I'm confident that this is one of the good years to upgrade. From the updated cameras, to the USB Type-C, to the titanium, like there's there's the concept of an upgrade sweet spot, and I feel like this phone hit it, especially for people with much older iPhones. The design doesn't really change a whole lot from generation to generation. They instead spend a really long time refining and honing in on a slightly better version of the same thing. Interesting indeed to, to see that. Uh, this, that's the iPhone 15. Now we're looking at a teen in the US becomes the first human being ever to be Tetris. Is that that's, true? Yep. It's confirmed. It's it's true. No other human has, has managed to do this apparently. It's all been either AI or programs that have gotten to the last level of the game as it were no other human has actually gotten to that level now tetris was created in 1985 by this soviet engineer called alexei pajitinov it eventually reached the rest of the world had a bit of a, a rights battle which was covered in this biopic film for apple tv that came out last year focusing on a guy called hank rogers as well a guy a dutch guy who was at the centre of all the events that kind of led to Tetris being as big as it was in the West, bringing Tetris to the West. Now, the guy in question, well, he's not a guy, he's a teenager, actually. He's 13-year-old Willis Gibson from Oklahoma, and he managed to reach the game's kill screen, meaning he reached level 157, which is actually the last level of the, the original version of Tetris because afterwards the game crashed on him, meaning it was nothing left to play. So he essentially bet the game. And he did this within 14 minutes. Wow. Yeah, exactly. And what's even more impressive that he was live streaming this at the time. So people actually saw this kid beat the game in real time and were like, what's after happening? Because he had a very dramatic reaction. He was like, oh my God, I'm after beating the game. I can't feel my fingers. Like very, you would think, you know, something dramatic was after happening. He got really excited. So he uploaded that to YouTube and... It's been viewed at least two million times. Wow. So a lot of people have kind of latched onto this, although it's worthy to note as well that he is an international Tetris player. He came third at the last Tetris World Championship in October, and I believe he actually has the world record score for the Game Boy version of Tetris. So he's not like your regular Tetris player. This guy mm -hmm. is serious about it. Um, so anyways, this news 
somehow went viral in America. All of the major American news outlets like CNN and the New York Times loved this story. They couldn't believe it. It was like, wow, what a great achievement. And the CEO of Tetris congratulated him a statement saying it really just defied every limit of this game that we could have imagined when it first came out, which is true. Because then, as I've said already, only AI programs or even hackers have beaten the game that hasn't been truly playing up through all the levels and I have a really lovely clip here he was being interviewed for Today News with his mum and the creators actually surprised him during the interview so that's really sweet we'll just listen to it determination that we thought was worthy of a big surprise we do have someone that wanted to say hello to you I'm Alexey Pasatnov I'm creator of Tetris and Graz for, <laughs> for you guys to beat the program which kind of existed for many years and and played by hundred millions of people that's <laughs> that's quite a, that's quite a achievement I would say what do you think, Will? Uh, thank you. <laughs> so my name is Hank Rogers. Uh, I am the guy who <laughs> the Soviet Union in 1989. met Alexei to bring Tetris to the rest of the world. And what you've done is an amazing, amazing achievement. Yeah, as you can tell, he was just very taken aback by it. He was very quiet, but he was just kind of laughing to himself, like thinking, is this real life? You know, I can't believe... This is actually happening. Although one of the creators was a little sneaky with it and said, oh, well, you didn't really crash the game. You just crashed the program that was meant 40 years ago by the engineers. But, you know, he still he still congratulated him on his achievement. And another element of what makes his story really sweet as well is that his dad, unfortunately, had Willis's dad had passed away about a month or so before this had happened. And he said, well, I want to kind of keep him in mind as this happens, because he always supported me playing Tetris and ah. all of my gaming endeavours. So, yeah. I'd have a difficulty in turning it on. Never mind playing it. Um, <laughs> Quiva, thank you for joining us. And again, that's Trending Matters. So you can get further details on our website, galwaybfm.ie. Quiva, uh, Colleen, thank you indeed for joining us with uh, Galway's Trending, Galway Talks Trending Topics uh, today on the programme. Thank you, Keith. Now, very good morning to you. Welcome into today's uh, program. We're with you right through until 12 midday. Comment lines are open. Good health naturally with Evergreen Health Foods. Kickstart your health journey with Evergreen Health Foods. With eight Galway-based stores, a healthier you is just around the corner. Now, Helen joins me in uh, studio. Hello, morning to you. How are you today? Good, Keith. How are you? You'd know, t- I'm good, good, good. You'd know it is winter time, really, it's because wild. We, it is wild out there. But you don't have a cure for that in Evergreen, I don't think, at this stage. No. Come here, we've a good few questions in today, but uh, somebody just sent, sent us in one. I still have mucus and congestion long after a cold. How can I shift it? What would you recommend? Yeah, lots of that going on. Everyone has been sick, one way or the other. Lots of people are worried about this 100 day cough. Um, and they're afraid it might go into something that's worse into the chest. So what we'll do there is we will take something that will get rid of the congestion with a nice herbal complex. And what that will do is, there's one called mucotone. And what that will do is, it has a bit of cat's claw, a bit of thyme, and it clears it all out for you. And you want to get rid of it because it's a breeding ground for infection. And does it work fairly quickly? Yeah, the mucotone is the boss, but also we have a herb called plantago. So one or the other, and if you take them regularly, don't be taking a drop and waiting to leave and do three times a day. And what that will do is it'll clear it out for you. Some nice warm water, lots of water, lots of fluids to move all the mucus and get a bit of ginger and a bit of garlic and some cayenne pepper in there. Mm. Um, lots of fluid in there. That can really, really help. Lots of warm liquids. But yeah, the mucotone or plantago because um, this congestion and all the mucus is actually lasting for 
four weeks after a cold. Now, that doesn't, yeah, like a lot of it going on, everyone's a little bit, like they've had the cold, I feel better, just I can't get rid of waking up in the morning it's in the, in the throat mm. or it's all, you feel a voice kind of going on you or that you're still kind of like a lot of say, mucus around the place. So what you would do is take a bit of that. If it doesn't get any better within a couple of weeks or you find it's getting worse or you can't shift it, then go back to your doctor and see how you get on. But it's literally par for the course mm. at the moment for the mm. last month for sure. Uh, would spearmint tea help uh, with my teenage daughter's acne? Really? Spearmint tea? Yeah. I know there's no spearmint tea for years. It's all peppermint and peppermint and chamomile. Um, and now it's a bit of spearmint tea because hormonal acne is probably the main reason why they're looking for it. Um, and what spearmint tea will do is it helps reduce the testosterone levels in the blood, which will help reduce your sebum production. And that can be a factor towards hormonal acne. The acne where you have it along the jawline and it can be a contribution factor. The testosterone, popular one, couple of cups a day, it's definitely worth a go. And mm-hmm. there are lots of reasons why you'd have acne or spots or whatever, you know, stress or maybe look at the diet a little bit or certain times of the year. Um, but yeah, no harm. And it's quite good for stress and a bit of anxiety and that kind of thing as well. Lots of water, get some veg in there and watch your sugars. And don't touch your face with your hands. Mm. Getting those bacteria from your hands onto your face. Kind of easier said than done. Though, it is, it? yeah. You, know, you wake up in the morning, you have a spot, and you still check is it still yeah. there. Yeah. So, are your people when they talk and they they gesticulate, they put their hands on their face, or you'd be putting a touch on your face, or your chin, mm. or your mouth. So, it's more, yeah. The spearmint kind of tea's been around for a little while, and the feedback is pretty good, good. and it's definitely worth a lash. See how you get on with it. Been around a little highly now. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, um, I know, right? Diagnosed with, uh, I've been diagnosed with non-alcoholic fatty liver. What can I do, or what can I take to help it? Yeah, that's another one that's becoming cre- increasingly more common. Didn't hear much about it in the last few years. Maybe it's been diagnosed more often. Um, and people coming in, male and female, um, and what they're sent away from their doctor is, is there's just fat in your liver. It's it hasn't caused any injury, any inflammation, or hardly any inflammation yet, and go away and make some lifestyle chases, lifestyle choices and changes so what you do there is try to if you if this affects you and you need to lose a bit of weight do it um five ten percent can really reduce the inflammation and reduce the fat in the liver so it's that simple lots of water Mm. your proteins lots of veg in there if you find that the weight is not an issue or it is an issue but sugar could be a biggest contributing factor to be honest um because your body will if you have lots of extra glucose in the bloodstream your body does store it in fatty cells in the liver so the sugar and so people are coming in and if they're not carrying extra weight around the middle, um, the issue can be, oh, yeah, but I have biscuits and I have white bread and I have the chips and I have lots of this sugar, refined carbs in all the meals. So definitely what you would do there is see which kind of category you fall into, um, make the lifestyle choices so it doesn't get exacerbated over the years um, and you don't maybe f- kind of go from your lots of more fatty cells than you need, affects how your liver functions, inflammation, mm-hmm. scar tissue, that kind of thing. So it's a good warning, wake up sign to... See what you can do with your lifestyle changes, you know. Uh, what is Celtic sea salt good for? And do you have it in evergreen? What is Celtic sea salt? So what it is, it comes from like say um, north, say northwest, northeast France. Um, and what it does is it's not refined. So it's grey and it's wet. Um, and it's, we had it for years, nobody wanted it. And now in the last year, it's online and on TikTok and on YouTube. And everyone's saying this is the be all and end all is going to solve all your energy levels and it will help with sleep and help give you a bit of a boost. Uh, people are looking for it. I couldn't get it because obviously global demand. So now we have it. Um, and how do you take it? So here's the deal. It's still salt. So you put it into your food or whatever. 
but because it's unrefined, you have loads of extra minerals. You have your sodium, and you have your potassium, and your, your magnesium. If you go online, there are people kind of saying, put a grain of the salt on your tongue, wash down with water, you'll have loads of energy, you'll sleep better. I mean, what I would do is just maybe try it and see how you like it. Mm. Uh, put it in your food, and it's quite nutritious, but like, it is salt at the end of the day, so obviously be aware of any issues with blood pressure, that kind of thing. Um, so that's, uh, is it Celtic or Celtic? Celtic sea salt. Celtic. It's called, I think the one we have in um, our shop, it's great. Well, it, all, it, it comes from France, but it's called like Sel or Sel de Grand or something like that. But yeah, that's... There that. you go. Uh, finally, my husband has an itchy um, dry scalp. Uh, anything in evergreen that would clear that for him? Yeah, a itchy dry scalp can come from lots of different things. It's quite common now this time of year. Just the cold weather or maybe something the ingredient in the shampoo that you're using. Sometimes they just, your shampoo looks the same, but they've just changed an ingredient. Um, or it could just be a build-up of an irritation and suddenly it's more, more obvious and more um, visible. So definitely what you can do there is change, look at your shampoo, a nice gentle shampoo that won't build up on your scalp and won't aggravate. And we have like a really good scalp cream. And no matter what the cause is, whether it's seborrheic eczema, whether it is maybe a bit of dandruff, whether it's just maybe a dry, irritated, sensitive scalp, um, the scalp cream has all the oils and the aloe vera and you can cover all your bases really. People like a scrub, a couple of scrubs as well that people like, but yeah, or coconut oil. Mm. But yeah, definitely there's one brand we have in particular that has this really good scalp cream will cover all your bases no matter what the real reason is and kind of calm the irritation down for you. All right, Alan, thank you. There's um, Helen. Uh, Helen is based in Goldie Shopping Centre, manager there. Uh, but there's uh, Helen in every evergreen right across the city and the county as well. Helen, thanks for popping into us uh, today on the programme. You're welcome. Good Health Naturally with Evergreen Health Foods. A world of natural health awaits yeah. at your local Evergreen Health store and online at evergreen.ie. Now we're going to take a short commercial break and then Killian, Dylan and Oren join us because they have some wonderful music uh, for us. They are called The Bog Project. That's next. Now you're in for a bit of a treat uh, for today's more, uh, music morning. So you are because The Bog Project, they're from the west of Ireland and uh, they're a funk-infused surf rock uh, trio with electrifying stage pre- presence as well. And... Um, I've heard them in studio and they, they sound very fresh and very good. Uh, so I'm joined in studio, so I am, by uh, Killian Jordan from Newcastle, Dylan Kitt from Newcastle and Oren Keneally from my Cullen as well from Gortha Halle there. And they're going to do an acoustic version first. So gentlemen, in your own time, then we're going to have a chat with them and then they're going to play one of their originals as well. <laughs> Look at his face, it's all tested and tried I think our friend here has committed some crimes Will they ever listen to me, will they ever learn? Cause I'll personally see to his body being burned Wait on you lost and lonely son You kept it short while you were here but you were having lots of fun Wait on down the footpath through the crowd I think it's time you got up and left this town Cause when the missiles are shot and the ground gets hot I'll be breathing When you lay on the floor you're not kicking no more I'll be screaming If you seduce the level of hellfire on your name I'm sure that you could take it but you just won't sit the same Wait on you, lost and lonely son 
Kept it short while you were here, but you were having lots of fun Wait on down the footpath through the crowd Think it's time you got up and left this town From behind the wall I was six feet tall I felt so small I cried and cried Cause I laughed for no prisoners there When I'm 75 And I look back on the chains And made my fingers numb How could I sit in my chair With no care One more time Oh, wait on you Lost and lonely son Kept it show while you were here But you were having lots of fun Wait on down the footpath through the crowd Think it's time you got up and left this town Absolutely lovely, so it is. Um, you're founded, um, Dylan, what, 2022? Yeah, I think we started up in about, yeah, September 2022, something like that, Keith, yeah. And how did you decide the format that you're going to do? Because it's very, it's very... It's, it's a lovely piece of music you've done there and you'll do another Thank piece for it as well. Yeah, it's, uh, how do you decide the style? Uh, so we, we base it quite a lot on basically what we listen to on Spotify. Mm. Um, it's like I'd, I'd listen, we'd listen to a lot of different genres and it's kind of, when you listen to all them different genres, it's kind of hard to focus on yeah. one specific sound. So we kind of like to experiment. And as a band, that's only in kind of the early days yeah. of what we're doing. Where do you play? I know you've played in uh, Arsenal and you've played in the Roisin Dove and Limerick, and that is. Yeah, so we've played uh, in the last now in the last year and a half since we got going. We've had a few headline shows in Arsenal um which have 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 never been a bad time. We've always had good crack down there, um, and we've got uh, a few coming up in the Roisin now. We've got a gig coming up with a band from uh, Leitrim called Grooveline. Mm. We'll be in the Roisin Dove there on the first of February. And who came up with the name The Bog Project? <laughs> it's funny, actually. Um, me and Killian have uh, known each other since we were small, and we've played, uh, we grew up on, you know, traditional Irish music, mm. playing banjo and fiddle and stuff. And there's a, a trad band called Project Smock, and we, we always kind of liked the, the vibe that that name kind of mm. gave off. So we tried to emulate it a little bit like that, and one day uh, we met Orn who I used to be in, in drum classes with when I was younger. And we uh, somehow crossed paths somewhere down the line and he was cutting turf in his bog. So we just thought, <laughs> wouldn't it be cool to modernise the bog a bit? I didn't think there was a bog done in Gartahala, but no, maybe there is. Maybe they've won out the back garden, yeah. It was very sacred, hallowed turf, I would believe, yeah. coming out of that bog. I'll be giving him a call in May to help me with my turf. So oh, if, yeah. If he's, that, <laughs> if, he's, if he's that good at it uh, from there. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's an interesting name, the bog project, though. And it's, it's nice that it was that organically put together yeah it, I, we, we, we were we went through a couple of names before we came to that one and none of them were really hitting the spot then it was nice to kind of just all be in full agreement with that one and yeah. not have any arguments about sounding cool or anything and again uh, any uh, any indication as to whether you can get into some of the major festivals or anything or do you have to do a lot more work before you can get in there well I mean you know it's 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 not it's not the easiest thing in the world world to break out because there's quite a lot of small bands around Galway doing the same thing as us and every single one of them is pretty much doing a fantastic job. Yeah. Um, 
but when it comes to festivals, it's literally just about playing as many gigs as you can, we, we feel anyways, um, and just trying to get your name out there as much as possible. It's the parent in me, I have to ask young fellas, are you making a few Bob like? Ah, we would, we try, we try and, we try and gig as, as much as we can in pubs and stuff to keep, keep, keep the dream alive, I suppose. That's most important. So I think so too. I think it's really good. It's um, your dream and it's your journey and it's your dream and it's it's what you want to do. Yeah, 100%. Like we all have so much fun when we're playing our music and stuff. So, you know, to be able to do that on a stage for people is just a bonus for us. Yeah. Just, and who does love. the who does the writing then? So you've got uh, Killian Jordan, Dylan Kitt. You, are you anything to the famous kids now? I wouldn't be. I no, mean, we're, right. we're an independent you're, tribe ourselves. You're famous in your own right then. Yes. Yes. And then you've got Oren Connolly from uh, Gertha Holland and Mike Cullen then as well. Um, so who does a lot of the writing then for you? So we, we write as, as a trio. We write together. We, um, I'd say that's great crack like. Yeah, it's, it's, it's really exciting. There's no real set formula to it. It's some days Killian will come in with a bass line or Oren will come in with some outrageous drum beat that he's learned over a fortnight and, or I'll come in with a sheet of lyrics or something. You know, so it's, it's But you make it work. Yeah, we do. We just like to kind of just sit on it and see what we can come up with. We try and try not to limit ourselves too much in any way or mm, anything, you know. Yeah. Is, will you, have you any gigs in the near future now that you can tell people where to go to, to see the Bog Project? Yeah, so um, the, we'll be uh, playing in the Roisin Dove, like I said, on the 1st of February with Grooveline, um, who are a great bunch of lads, and that's sure to be a good night. Um, uh, th- that'll be in the main, on the main stage in the Roisin. And then we will be back in the Roisin then... Uh, to be more tightly confirmed in okay. March as well. But in the meantime, do you have a website or otherwise for the Bog Project? Or are you on social media? Yeah, so we have an Instagram, the.bog.project on uh, on Instagram, and you can find us on Spotify as well, um, where we've got details. some tracks out. So has he forgotten anything, lads, just to, before, you, before you kill him when he goes outside? Did he forget? <laughs> did he forget? Now is the time to shout at him, like, you haven't forgotten anything now, no pressure now. Is that all right with you boys, yeah? Yes. They haven't, yeah, they haven't spoken up Dylan at this stage so they'll have to stay quiet if they have anything to go well there you go yeah <laughs> so what are you going to do for us now what are you going to play out on today for us uh, we'll leave you with an original tune that we wrote about a year ago called Sherriel and we recorded this with uh, one of our good friends Katie Foote who is an amazing singer and uh, helped us out give with me it. the storyline with it so we're uh, one of our big influences would be the police um, uh, message in a bottle, police. Like me, yeah, the yeah, me- yeah, message, okay. message in a bottle, yeah. and more importantly, Roxanne, which is yeah. a, a great one of one of my favorite love songs. Anyways, and I used to listen to that quite a lot, yeah. and we we were we used to play it a lot when we were starting out, and um, yeah, so I kind of modeled it around the basis of that, but with a bit more of a mellowed kind of atmosphere to it. Um, so, is it a case of brace yourself for Roxanne type esque? I'd say it's just kind of more a sit back, relax, and just enjoy okay. enjoy the melody. I have to I have to mix you, but I'll try and just do that. <laughs> okay, enough. okay. Uh, so you're listening to the Bog Project uh, for Music Morning. So you are Killian Jordan, Dylan Kitt, and Oren Connolly, and uh, in your own time, then. All right. <laughs> Thank you. 
falling down Swallowed by the ground What is that something? Is it a latex? Well, you stood up at the restaurant This young, inspiring debutante Was left out on her own Sherry L Never goes to bed without a cigarette Sherry L The world isn't done with you yet center You don't have it much better Than a bomber on the side of the road You don't have the cash To purchase your own jacket You don't have a man Whose jacket could soon become yours A Sherry She never goes Without a cigarette A sherry ale Oh, the world isn't done with you yet A sherry ale You don't have to bear the burden of the threat A sherry ale Oh, move on, but don't forget Don't forget that Certain imperfections on the wall are seen as painting Get yourself inside and stay alive while it rains Don't you remember that man who tried to keep the light from fading Well, I guess she doesn't Cause she would have remembered my name Well done, and uh, lots of uh, comments coming in. Well done, well done. Uh, Keith, really love the sound from the uh, Bog Project. First time to hear them. Uh, there's something very, very special. Best of luck in the future. That comes from uh, Carmel Dempsey, who's a legend, an absolute legend when it comes to music. And uh, Keith, really love the sound indeed uh, from um, the band in question. And uh, Keith, the singer, has a lovely mellow tone to his voice. Brilliant music. No disrespect to you two over there now. <laughs> he just he stands close to me, so he does. And um, Keith, a very jazzy feeling to the programme today. Would you class it as being jazz, Dylan? Maybe a touch of jazz in there, would it be? Yeah, kind of 
There's, a, there's probably a plethora of things in there, to be honest. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't really know. And uh, you can, you're getting a good, a very good reaction, guys, uh, on text lines coming in today. Keith, uh, tell them to keep it up. And uh, they're young and they'll do very well. And so say all of us as well, guys. Thanks indeed. Again, if you want to get further details, give me the Instagram again. The the.bog.project. The.bog.project. Yes. Why would you confuse a 62-year-old now? Because the, because, <laughs> because the bog project was already Why? taken. <laughs> Somebody's toilet somewhere in Galway, yeah? There you go. So the.bog.project on uh, Instagram and on social media if you want to get further details there from there. You have a lovely vibe to you, lovely sound to you guys, and you're nice guys as well. So listen, keep, keep it up, and thanks for popping into us uh, today. The bog uh, project, some other stuff coming into us today as well. As we speak, are drivers insured when there's an orange warning of uh, uh, alert? Yes, you're insured. If you've got insurance, you're insured. The weather, yeah, you are insured. Now, don't forget the weather warning that's there. And again, to be off the road, if at all possible, by half three, three, half three today. And again, we'll bring you up to speed on it throughout the day, right throughout uh, with Ronan and Kate and right through. And stay tuned to local news as well throughout the day as well. But lots of calls and questions coming in for us. And as we can't answer everything, are the buses running today? Um, I don't know. Did we hear anything, John, from uh, Bus Airden, or do we know anything? Is anything running today? We haven't heard anything from Bus Airden. We haven't heard anything from there. Uh, somebody else said, uh, Keith, brilliant music uh, today. God, lads, yeah. And uh, other calls coming into us too in relation to uh, the weather for today. Um, you've got you've got some details for us there, so you have. Yeah, we're going to Convara this coming Friday morning, Jonathan. We have, and I think I've confirmed the whole show very nearly, Keith, anyways. And the weather won't stop us. We will still go. Oh, we'll go. Uh, from Galway and Mayo, we'll be okay. <laughs> <laughs> well used to the bad weather. Uh, we've a big gang of people and we've some real legends, haven't we? Some legends coming on the programme, Keith. We're starting off with uh, three of the legends in the area. Michael Brogan, you'd know him from the likes of Crean and Mod. Yeah. Uh, he's very involved in the hooker scene as well. Circumnavigated the Arctic and uh, there was also the, the Russia White Sea Canal. So he's uh, been a man involved in a lot of things and also very involved in the community orchestra, which is a big thing out there in Canvara as well. We also have another legend, Hilary Murray. She's coming on and she's, of course, of Green's Pub there in Canvara. And she's a legend of the of the town as well, as well as her. Hoping to get on Jack Donoghue. He's... Uh, been involved in a lot of things in Kinvara throughout the years, so hoping to get him. He's one of the oldest gentlemen in Kinvara as well, so we're hoping to get him on the programme as well. Then we're looking at some of the issues in Kinvara. Big issue over there is the lack of parking, and in terms of tourism in the area, getting people in and keeping them in Kinvara, that's been a big issue that's been highlighted locally. Uh, also, accommodation also linked to tourism. As well as that, we have the local principal, uh, Margot Vicdonald, She'll be talking to us about the need for a sports hall in Seamount School and sticking with the need for sports facilities. Kinvara Hockey Club recently established, but they don't have a grounds of their own. They have planning permission, so they're hoping to develop that as well. Also looking at history, music, some more legends, the likes of Matty Whelan and others will be joining us. So a very big programme. Connor Whelan as well on the hurling side. Looking forward to it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, where are we coming from? We're coming from the Pierhead in Kinvara, so a beautiful scenery there across the bay and across to Dungura. Are we upstairs or downstairs? Upstairs, I believe, yeah. I mean, the office upstairs. That's Mike Burke's office, you know, we're going to. That's where all the money is. <laughs> you know more about that than me. <laughs> <laughs> so we're in the Pierhead on, on uh, Friday next, this coming Friday, and we'll be there from 9 o'clock until 12. Yeah. Good. And the weather's going to be good. You've promised me the weather's going to be good. Well, if not, I don't know, I might have to 
drive the Yaris to a weather station and see if we can <laughs> tweak things about. Change it around. Thanks, John. And again, we look forward to that uh, programme. Now, tomorrow morning, the programme Diabetes Ireland makes uh, the DigiBet. Uh, we're looking at that. And again, it's for self-management of diabetes. And um, it's free. And it's available to families of children and young people living with type 1 diabetes. We look at that. We have a fascinating former Guantanamo inmate. Um, he's launching a book in Galway. And I'm partly through the book, by the way. It's a fascinating story. So we have that tomorrow morning. We have motoring slot with Jerry Murphy as well. And we have a, a good friendly cookery demonstration that's coming to Galway. So the TV chef Eunice Power uh, will be uh, joining us on that. We're going to sleep expert Tom Coleman. And again, we'll be giving you details on that. It's an event taking place on the 1st of February. And the uh, Town Talk series uh, produced by Banlaslow District and Heritage Society will continue on Saturday. We have financial advice uh, with Dave McCarthy of McCarthy & Associates Mode Key. Uh, we have Dr. Brian Delgado, indeed, from Ask the Dentist. And we have a history talk, indeed, with the ever-talented Dr. Tony Claffey. In, uh, it's all about uh, Tomb Cathedral. And uh, Dr. Tony Claffey spent some time with John Morley. And uh, he joins us. Uh, tomorrow morning with that but that is it for today we're back with you live from Studio One tomorrow morning and don't forget then uh, I will be also in Canberra on Friday morning just don't forget that Peerhead if you want to pop down for a cup of tea and or otherwise